Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm your host, Arafat Manji. A few weeks ago, the soccer world lost a great soccer player and an even bigger champion. This individual won a World Cup with Argentina and titles with Napoli. He was an infectious figure in the soccer world, and we are saddened to see 2020 take another. For Diego Maradona, his family and friends and supporters, we take a moment of silence in his honor. Rest in peace, Diego Maradona. back for another episode of Touchline Thoughts. The guest for this episode played Division I soccer at the University of Buffalo. He played in the League One in Oakville for the Blue, <laughs> Blue Devils. I'd like to introduce new to the show, but he's been an analyst for Garage Show Sports in the past, Braden Culver. Thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing today? Yeah, man, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I was really trying not to say Oakville in there, and I think I went <laughs> Oakville. So I hope I did that justice, but I'm really happy you're on and um, you got your expertise, which is what we need on this show for sure. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a good conversation. Awesome. So we're going to move right into our starting 11 segment, which is brought to us by Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to give them and Chef Sab a follow on Instagram as they bring you cuisines from around the world. They deliver and are available for pickup in the Vancouver area as the Shack continues their pop-up expedition. All right. So moments ago, we gave one of the greatest soccer players of all time a moment of reflection and silence, you know, because of what he brought to players and fans of the game itself. Absolutely. So on that topic of greats, uh, why don't you and I go over the greatest soccer player of all time, in our opinion? I think this should be a good <laughs> discussion. So I'll let you I start just... it off. Who's, your greatest, <laughs> who's the greatest soccer player of all time, in your opinion, my friend? That's, I think that's a great question. Um, in all honesty, in, in my opinion, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Lionel Messi um yeah i know it's <laughs> i don't know who you were gonna say or who you are gonna say but i think i think i almost Matt... fell off my seat there oh crap <laughs> <laughs> but continue sorry continue yeah no i think i think Messi is just just absolutely incredible in, in what he can do and and obviously if you go to any any highlights you know he's numerous times he's beating you know five six seven guys at a time um his goals, his assists, like the goals are, are off the charts. The amount of goals that he's been scoring and, um, you know, the, the Ballon d'Or uh, competition between him and Ronaldo is just, is absolutely insane. It's never been, never been done before. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I think Ronaldo's probably up there as well. Uh, but I think Messi's just more of an overall footballer to me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, are you a yeah. Barcelona fan? Can I ask this? Are no. You a Barcelona? No. Okay. No, I'm a United fan. No, you're not. Yeah. And you said Messi over Ronaldo. I know. I know. I know. I mean, Ronaldo's right up there. Like he's he's right up there as well. But I'm I'm just edging a little bit more towards Messi. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So then, I guess for Messi, do you think that because he doesn't have an international title to his name for Argentina, that it diminishes anything for him as a as the greatest of all time? No. No, I don't think so. To be honest, um, I think uh, to be honest, Argentina's they're a good team, 
they're a good national team, uh, like a lot of offensive threats going forward. But, you know, overall, they don't have um, – I mean, I don't think they're very balanced. I don't think their back line's all that great, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. their midfield's pretty good, but I think they're very, like, attack-minded. Okay. Um, and even to do what he did, um, I think it was a few World Cups ago when he, he pulled them all the way to the finals, I think that was – that was, you know, equally as impressive as to what anybody else could have done. Um, yeah, whereas, you know, other players like I think Ronaldo from Portugal, I think they have tons of young, really, really, really good, really talented players coming up. Um, I think they're probably a bit more well-balanced than, than Argentina is. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, on the international stage, I feel like they rely a lot on Messi to just sort of do all the work. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, overall, I don't, I don't think that's... Uh, at least for me, it doesn't weigh too much of a factor, in, in my opinion. Well, I know that um, even at Barcelona, he's the focal point of every attack, just as he is with, oh, yeah. with Argentina. The difference is, I think Barcelona have a little bit more players that want to play about the team, and they know that give the ball to Messi and he'll do everything, whereas Argentina, you'll get three or four players that are like, no, we can do what Messi does, and then they fall flat on their face. Yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. So I actually do not have Messi anywhere in my top five or top ten. Actually, I just, you don't have him in your top ten. No, not yet, not yet. And I'll tell you why. And okay, I don't yeah, have I'm, him I'm there. <laughs> I don't have him there just because I think I'm waiting for him to finish his career to kind of see how it goes. You know, like some players while they're playing, they are great. Like Ronaldo, mm-hmm. Messi. There's no question that they're going to be the top five greatest players of all time. And I think yeah. until their their career's over, I don't want to put them in the in that conversation just yet um so okay. maybe ask me in five years and i'll probably say you know what leo's a top five players and, <laughs> and you know what that he's he's definitely up there like i don't think i've mm-hmm. seen anyone as skilled as him over the last 20 25 years mm-hmm. um technically skilled and in, in terms of what he can do and same thing ronaldo they're both beasts in their own right and oh yeah and i think yeah. until they retire i can't have that conversation and it's just the same thing as does this player end up in the hall of fame for any sport mm-hmm. i go well judge them until they're done because you know, they can win another two trophies or they can have an absolute monster of a year or they can go down in the dumps and then you go, well, I'm going to judge you on this and not on this. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of why I'm holding off. But I that's think my, my greatest player of all time, he's a Brazilian player. <laughs> we know him as Pele. Uh, OK, <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't think I can pick anyone out of him. And I think the reason I, I, I say Pele's I've watched video. Mm-hmm. I've seen that 1970 Brazilian team in earlier, and and I think what Pele's done for soccer, not only in Brazil but around the world, and even in North America when he was there for a little bit, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just he is the best of all time. Like I don't think anyone passes him. I don't think anyone will for a while, and maybe we'll have this discussion in a couple of years when Leo or Ronaldo are both retired. But I don't think I don't think anyone for me tops Pele. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So you're you're leaning more towards the impact he had on, on uh, I guess everybody watching the game versus like just stats in terms of goals and assists. Yeah, because I mean I can pull up Pele stats or even Maradona stats, and they're not mm-hmm. as, you know, as big as Ronaldo or Messi. Like they're not goal scoring machines. But mm-hmm. when you talk about electric or when you talk about um, player mentality and when you watch them play, it, mm-hmm. to me that's that's why I think Pele's up there, and then. Um, I think Maradona is a close second. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if you were to compare uh, compare the playing style between Messi and Maradona, um, Maradona was swift. Like, he was smooth. Like, his ability to control that ball, it, don't get me wrong, I think Messi yeah. can, but there's something about Diego that just stands above all. Yeah, um, yeah. 
um, but Especially I think in that, in that warm up video that he does, that's just yeah. absolutely viral. Everyone knows, everyone knows the warm up video where he's just yeah. off his head, off his shoulders, just you know everything off his heel, perfect yeah. control. Well, there's a few players that make that ball look like it's not a ball at their feet. Right? Mm-hmm. It makes it look fun. I mean, Ronaldinho comes to mind when I see oh, yeah. the classic <laughs> ball, right? Um, and then I, I sort of had this conversation with my dad because he grew up in the tail end of Pele's career and mm-hmm. mostly in Maradona's career. And I said, yeah. Dad, who's the greatest footballer of all time? And he goes, well, Pele comes to mind first. Mm-hmm. And I think Diego is second because of what he was able to do and how great he is. And then he said mm-hmm. the third player, and this surprised me a lot, and I don't know if it's going to surprise you or not, but he said George Best is the third greatest uh, player yeah. of all time. Um, he said his speed, his skill, his ability to play, and I believe he was a United player. So, oh, yeah. And my dad's a Liverpool fan, so for him <laughs> to, to admit anything oh. related to that... Um, that would have been tough. Yeah, he just said, when you, <laughs> see, when you see George Best able to dribble the ball, yeah, there's no one better at that time, especially for mm-hmm. United. So. Yeah, no, no. I think I think the the only downside that we have us, you know, being as old as we are <laughs> or as young as we are, uh, not being able to watch uh, like Maradona, Pele, even Best, Cruyff, like all those guys in their mm-hmm. primes. You know what I mean? And and probably someone from your your our parents' generation who can watch, you know, watch Maradona, watch Pele when they were playing, and then can still compare them to Messi, Ronaldo today. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, nonetheless, it is a. <clears throat> Almost impossible, impossible, uh, <laughs> impossible arguments to uh, to have go one way or the other. Yeah, and I think that comes down to your generational, like you're saying. Like I'm yeah. sure if we ask kids that are ten years younger than us, who's the greatest of all time, and you're probably here Messi, Ronaldo, or yeah, um, whoever the newer players are, like Neymar, might might be a name that gets tossed in there. Yeah, in there. But mm-hmm. I think if you go back to players or people that have seen since the 60s or the 70s yeah. you're like well we can tell you now that this is the best player we're ever going to see and i don't know if it's a bias or mm-hmm. just because they're able to compare skill mm-hmm. sets um with the way they do yeah oh no for sure it's it's <laughs> it's tough and it's also different like different styles of play and in, in terms of like players in the 60s and 70s and versus like the early 2000s to now <clears throat> like the defenders are are i think now are more um probably better overall defenders than they were in the past um i mean you can see some highlight videos and like the way they were just jump, jumping into tackles it was like you just don't see that kind of defending anymore no um, you don't see two foot challenges because they actually no. need something <laughs> yeah exactly i know any little touch now and it's a yellow card and oh just uh, that's a little too much well, yeah that's why we have bar and bar goes in favor of everyone who likes to flop so oh my that's know. another yeah that's that could be a whole segment there. <laughs> all right so if, if if leo is your best of all time i've given you three of my top so who goes second for you there um that's are we doing all this is all time 11 or just all time just overall? like all time overall we'll get to the, the 11 okay um that's a that's a tough question um i have i probably have a couple i probably have two guys mm-hmm. um i would probably go with uh with ronaldinho and uh this is definitely definitely a bias because he was probably one of my favorite players to watch growing up as well um but uh, I think the impact he had on so many players and just uh, his creativity and like he would he would be doing, you know, moves that I'd never seen before and he was pulling them off. He would do them in like the middle of the game. Right. And and um, it seemed like every game he just had a new a new trick or a new skill, a new little bit of skill that he could he could pull off. Um, and the fact that he was just always smiling. <laughs> 
He's got an infectious <laughs> smile. That's a massive smile. It's even got when an he was, infectious smile. Even when he was in jail, the guy was still smiling, right? <laughs> I know. And, and he was, he was kind of like one of those guys who was like pure footballer. Like he was, he didn't have the athleticism that a lot of other guys had, but he was just so intelligent and his ball control was just unbelievable. Um, so yeah, he would probably be my, my second one there. I can't argue with that. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's who I grew up watching as well. And I think, yeah, he, like he made my starting 11. I'm mm-hmm. giving a little a bit away, but I think yeah. he made it because of just how phenomenal of a player he is. Like even now yeah. you've seen him, his videos with the ball at his feet. Like you're mm-hmm. like, if you were a little bit more healthier and a little bit more younger, I, I mm-hmm. still think you could be killing it in, in mm-hmm. every day. And I think mm-hmm. he'd be successful doing it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's, and even when you, it, towards the end of his career, I think when he was in, uh, Mexico or South America, one of those countries. Um, mm-hmm. You could see like the he was not moving as much, but his he's just so intelligent in terms of like where he goes, where he needs to be. He can just read the game um, so much better than than all those all the players he was playing with at the time. Um, and I mean, yeah, you could just he was he was thinking like he couldn't move quicker, but he was just thinking so much quicker than everybody else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say they don't really lose it. They just uh, their legs just get slow. They just get slow, yeah. But if you, you're right, if you see him play the game, it's like his head, his mind is 15 steps ahead of you, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, what? Where did he go? Mm-hmm. And he's gonna score that goal. Exactly, so, exactly. So quickly, who's number three? Um, number three, I would probably go with. Uh, I'm I'm totally giving away my starting eleven as well. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I would probably go with Zidane. Yeah, he's just oh my god. Minus goodness. minus the headbutt, and I think minus I think the Z- headbutt. I think Zizo makes it on any list. Oh yeah, minus minus that little little blip at the end of his career. Um, just an overall incredible player. You know what I mean? Just controlled the game. Just could also just do things with the ball that, um, it, at the time you know people people were not doing. Um, his ball control. He's a, he was a beast too. I think he's like six two. Mm-hmm. Um, could just step over, run past guys. Um. Yeah, same in same kind of thing with Ronaldinho. You know, could just think way quicker, way, way, way quicker than everybody else. He was already, you know, two or three steps ahead of everybody when he received the ball. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go with Zidane. Awesome. Well, it's hard to deny any of those top three. I know. <laughs> I think I think you can have that conversation in any sport as who's the greatest all time, and you're going to get varying answers just because of what you think of that player, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so quickly, uh, I read something the other day and i think i sent you this tweet as well mm-hmm. uh diego maradona's son came out junior um mm-hmm. saying that they should retire the number 10 for whatever team maradona's played for so um you know argentina's juniors Boca juniors barcelona napoli sevilla and neville's old boys mm-hmm. are you a fan of retiring the jersey for maybe a soccer team or a club or i mean universally um I'm probably leaning towards no. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, for sure, like he deserves um, the most amount of respect um, that you could give to a to professional footballer. Um, I don't know, at least for Argentina's sake, like, I mean, Messi's currently wearing the number 10. Um, I don't, I don't think that you could, I don't think with, at least with Messi wearing it, I think it, you wouldn't be able to retire it um no i think uh yeah i don't know that's a tough one that's a tough one i mean you can i can definitely see where he's coming from in terms of like you know the impact that maradona's had on on um you know fans around the world um but i think 
yeah, I think it would do a disservice for the future future players that grew up watching Maradona wearing number 10. And that's all they wanted to do is get, get to the World Cup, play for Argentina, and, and also represent that number 10. Sure. Um, I think they would take a lot. Uh, I think it would take a lot away from the young, younger generations growing up. I think it pissed some energies off too because they go, "You're playing the number ten role today," and you're like, "But I don't. I'm not wearing the number ten. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm wearing number nine right now. What do you want? Yeah, am I a striker? No, <laughs> you're not. Um, I think if any team, I think retires that number ten, it's Napoli. Like I don't see yeah. any other teams in that list doing it. I think when I when I'm you know picturing Maradona playing, it's either with Argentina or with Napoli. Like, yeah, oh, there's sure. nobody else. Like I I completely forgot he played for Barcelona until I, know. I read the team yeah. breaks. Yeah. Um, so I think if Napoli's doing it, they've done it for their stadium, which is amazing on their mm-hmm. part um, to honor him there. But if they do retire, I think that's the only club that does it. I don't think anyone else touches the number ten. And you're right with yeah. with Messi at Argentina and Messi at Barcelona. There's no way you're touching the ten. Can't, yeah. There's no way they would, they would strip Messi from wearing number ten. It's no. it would you know what I mean? It, to, it, it, yeah. It would pay homage to Maradona for sure, but then you would also sort of be disrespecting Messi a little bit at the same time. So. Not that I don't think Messi would have an issue with it. No, I don't of, think so. I don't think anyone would have an issue with it. But um, if there's one team, like you said, it's Napoli. I don't see anyone else doing it. Yeah, yeah it's I not. It's not like that. hockey where they universally retire Gretzky's number. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen in, in soccer. At least not yet. I don't know if that's a trend because then you'd be retiring jersey numbers for almost every fantastic player we've seen. In exactly. And then, and the thing with this hockey is, you can go um, like you can go all the way up to like, for example, when Gretzky ninety nine. Whereas in soccer, especially, um, you know how the Dutch, the, the system is based around the numbers. You, you know, he plays a 10 or as a 9 or as 11. Yeah. So if you start retiring numbers, you're going to have no numbers left. Yeah. So he plays a 36. Ex- exactly. <laughs> plays a 36. What does that mean? Uh, exactly. <laughs> left back and defender. What are you talking about? Yeah, you don't know this? <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think hockey has the added benefit of, of and, and specifically in that example, Gretzky being 99, it's, it's kind of like, sort of an outlier way out there but 10 is a very very common number for sure all right well that does it for our greatest of all time conversation so today's starting 11 was brought to us by shamsi shack don't forget to give them and chef sab a follow on instagram as they bring you cuisines from around the world they deliver and now are available in the vancouver area as they're doing their pop-up so moving on to our extra time we we sort of alluded to this um because I think I, I, you gave us three of your <laughs> players on your list, so I might have given two or three of mine. Um, but, you know, not only do we have the greatest of all time, we also have the greatest 11 of all time. And, and I think that depends, or the variation of formation depends in the style of play we ourselves prefer. Like, I have a formation I personally go to, which is usually a 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. Um, and my style of play is, you know, possession, and that's how I like to see the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to ask you before we start picking our players, mm-hmm. what formation do you usually choose as a player? Um, and what's your style of play like? Um, so me as a, as a player, what I would prefer to play in. Uh, yeah. Or if you're a coach, like you're building your, your team, then mm-hmm. what is your mindset out of that? I mean, mine doesn't um, change as a player either, but yeah, no, I know mine's the same as a player and as a coach. Um, my philosophy would definitely be more of a possession, possession based, uh, um, sort of like that kind of total football um, Barcelona style, but maybe not to the extent in which they could. Um, no, they were able to do tiki- yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, maybe not to that extent. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to mix it up a little bit and, you know, keep the other team on their toes. Uh, but for sure, leading more towards possession, attack minded, 
Um, I think it's. I think the players enjoy it. I think being on the ball is much more fun than defending. Yeah. Um, I mean, although there is benefit, as you can see, Tottenham. I don't know if you watch. Okay. I was gonna say, are you yeah. talking Mourinho versus Pochi? Because it, one's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely benefits to it. Uh, I think long term, though, the players would definitely enjoy more of a attack minded um, possession sort of base style. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I lean towards, um, and, and the formation I chose for today was four three three. Okay, so we're we're on the same page. Yeah, right. no, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think yes, I'm a Premier League fan. I am a United fan and a oh, Liverpool okay. fan, so it's a little good to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no worries. I mean, I think you're right. I think there's players that enjoy the attacking style. There's players that enjoy the defending style, and we've seen Tottenham do both. So I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked because I love this conversation. <laughs> um, but well, we'll see how it's taught. The Spurs do. I think it's one trophy, the win, and then Mourinho won't be there as long. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, so back to our four three three. Um, who's your keeper? Did you pick a keeper? Uh, I yeah, I did. Um, yeah. I went with probably a little bit of bias on my end, but I went with Peter Schmeichel. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, obviously, you know he's he was a beast in that. I'm a United fan. Um, he's been a he's a legend at the club. Um, I think just you know his size and the way he commanded the box. Um. His son's just as good, just not getting the Yeah, you know, I mean, Casper's also phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I know there are tons of tons of world-class keepers, but I think uh, I would edge with uh, Peter Schmeichel. I mean, hard, to, to, hard yeah. to say no to that. Um, for me, I'm going off the board. I'm going to the 60s for this one. Um, oh, wow. Gordon Banks. Okay. The the best, <laughs> I think he's the best English keeper I've ever seen in terms of video. I mean, uh, there was one where I think it was Pele taking a shot at him, but because Gordon Banks was so good at making saves, mm-hmm. Pele had to loosen his shoe a little. So he sent him the wrong way with the shoe and then tucked it in and with the <laughs> ball. So, I mean, that's the story I hear from my dad all the time. Yeah. So um, I, I did get some help with this one because I, I had four keepers here and they're all different generations within the last 50 years yeah but gordon Banks stands out just because of how great he was in an england uniform mm-hmm. yeah no, absolutely all right so <laughs> since we're going back four here yeah uh why don't you just list your four sure um i guess so starting at uh starting at right back i went with kafu um <laughs> i'm sure I, t- I take it that's the maybe same as you maybe not i guess we'll get there yeah um uh, right side center back, I went with uh, Paolo Maldini. Um, I had a lot of trouble with the left sided center back. Okay. Um, I've got a couple of names here, but I guess, I don't know, I guess at the top, uh, right now I've got Van Dyke. Um, which I, I like the youth and like the, the recent players as well as the older yeah. players. And yeah, it's good. It's a good mix. Um, <laughs> and then uh, left back, I went with uh, Roberto Carlos. Okay. So I think I think we'll see a trend here that there's a lot of Brazilian players on my list as well. Yeah, um, it's hard <laughs> to deny that. Um, uh, no argument with Cafu or Roberto mm-hmm. Carlos. I haven't seen anyone be better than either of them. No. Um, I mean, in terms of shot, the only one I can compare is John Arian Rise, and yeah. that is just the shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, center back, uh, I had three in mind, and I couldn't really decide, but I yeah. picked them. I picked them. I needed yeah. one United player here just to show some <laughs> sort of bias, so I went Nemanja Vidic. Okay. Um, yep. I think you can compare him to any defender that United have had under Fergie, and mm-hmm. I think Vidic might have been the most deadly. And I think you can have that conversation with uh, Rio Ferdinand, the two of oh, them yeah. being 
mm-hmm. uh, phenomenal pairing, but no, I'm going Vidic and I went Franz Beckenbauer. And I know Beckenbauer played yeah. left back, but he also transitioned into a center back and he's left footed. So I kind of went there. Mm-hmm. But if I had gone with a 5-3-2 formation, I would have put Paolo Baldini as my as my next defender. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He just, uh, <laughs> I think I was looking up, as I was doing some research for this, I, I saw, I think he had like 900, uh, over 900 appearances for, for Milan. And I was, they just the, the sheer consistency. Um, yeah. It just seemed like he was never, never not fit for a game. Um, no. But yeah, no, that's, that's a good back line as well. <laughs> No, you know, no arguments. We should try and uh, create this on FIFA and then play a game and see who wins it. Eh? That I don't, I don't know if that can be done. I, I know, <laughs> but that'd be great if someone knows how to do that. Uh, hit us up so we can. Yeah, have a little, <laughs> I'm in the greatest of all time. All right. Um, so our back four, pretty solid. I think you can't argue with any of them. Mm-mm. Um, in no. your midfield of three, are you going like a flat three? Or are you going two in the two in front of the defender and one up front? Like, how are you? position in the four three yeah so i went with uh this was this was pretty tough as well um so many incredible midfielders uh i ended up going with two holding one attacking okay um the two holding i went with Xavi, and uh, of course i had to go with scolzi and uh my attacking is obviously uh, zidane okay um i think that's yeah i think i think between skulls and Xavi, you just don't get to um, to players that could, you know, control, control the game, control the tempo of the game as they did. Um, you know, both were sort of the engines for their teams. Um, and then, you know, obviously Zidane, just, uh, just, <laughs> just world class. You know, it's hard creativity, yeah. power, strength, skill, ball control. Um, you know what I mean? Having him as the number ten would just be a nightmare for any any holding mid. Yeah. All right. Well. I, I, I thought of Xavi and I, I have Scolzi here, but I didn't choose him. I just <laughs> was like, well, Scolzi played multiple positions throughout mm-hmm. his career at United, and I think he was the best in that midfield role. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, I went one holding, so like what uh, Liverpool does with Fabinho there, I went mm-hmm. one holding, and then I went two sort of attacking central midfielders. Um, mm-hmm. I went Dunga as my holding midfielder. Um, okay. I think I need a hard-nosed ball winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's important when the rest of my guys are super attack minded and may not play defense. So, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> I, I did that. And I mean, I had a uh, toss up between him and Vieira. I think yeah. either of those boys playing a holding role is the best you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And then in that more advanced midfield role, I think I had Zidane and, and Ronaldinho. So, I mean, imagine taking the ball off of those two guys. I don't think you will. No, I know. I mean, yeah, that midfield seems. Uh, I like the balance that you have with the uh, attack-minded and defense-minded guys. Yeah, I feel like it, I'm gonna have five guys not wanting to play defense on, <laughs> on my lineup, but um, let's hope for the best. But I think Zizou comes back and he plays defense, and he's an all-around player. So I think I'm not too worried there. But yeah, mm-hmm. Dunga gets a shout. Uh, mm-hmm. Completely, probably not on a lot of people's list that he gets. A shout. No, no. I the other one I was considering was. Um, was actually Roy Keane as the oh. yeah just for that sort of hard nosed yeah. take no shit uh, yeah just a pure leader um, yeah just I don't know I think one of the one of the greatest captains of all time um, Roy Keane on the pitch folks not the one that's a yeah <laughs> absolute pain in the ass yeah not the one off the field the on the field Roy Keane uh, okay so you're you're attacking three um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing Messi might be on that but I will let you let you. Talk. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I did obviously the front three as well. Um, I went for uh, Messi on the right side, 
uh, I went for Cristiano Ronaldo on the left side, and then I went with the classic Brazilian Ronaldo as the number nine. C9. Yeah, he was a... R9. I mean, yeah. yeah. R9. Sorry, C7, not... C7, R9. Oh. It's like uh, um, we're playing Battleship. Kill. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think just, you know, Brazilian Ronaldo as a... It didn't even matter what team he was on. He was just an absolute beast. If you go on uh, any YouTube highlights and just watch, just watch, he was kind of doing what Messi was doing, just running through the back line. He just had, had kind of had it all, pace, power, yeah. strength, skill. He could finish. Um, just an absolute nightmare for, for any back line, I think. I think the, the thing with him was he wasn't small. He was big. No. So yeah. he's going to power through you anytime, yeah. any day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like big, that combination. Yeah, I, I like that combination. You can have um, Leo drop into the midfield to receive, mm-hmm. and then just have Ronaldo and Ronaldo basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm I'm a defensive unit that's going to be like, well, if I take this Ronaldo, you got to take that <laughs> one. It's like, but no. <laughs> so you need I think two guys on each for sure. Oh, no. I think it's a nightmare for what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so my my three there, mm-hmm. Ronaldo down the middle, CR seven down the middle. Um, I think okay. he's transitioned into that role. Uh, the last couple mm-hmm. years, and hey man, I just want him running at defenders. I don't really care how yeah, he does it. No, he yeah. does it. <laughs> um, but if we're going Ronaldo of his youth at United, then mm-hmm. he can obviously move into the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go Pele on the wing. I know he can come into the midfield, and I know Maradona on the right side. On the right side, okay. Um, and I know well either way, it doesn't matter. Either, yeah. Um, awesome. and then I'd go Maradona on the wing, and I know Maradona was mainly a midfielder, so mm-hmm. we can always in a defensive formation we can always switch into four in the midfield if need be mm-hmm. um and i think with his defensive work i think if ronaldinho's not running see i overthought <laughs> this right if you could tell you yeah i mean you thought through this whole thing in terms of the balance and players trying to offset one another and what their tendencies are and everything yeah i made sure of it i think if if i'm going to replace any of these forwards out of this list i think thierry Henry gets the nod from me Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when CR7 moves out to the wing and I'd probably put Maradona on the bench. That's, that's I guess, that's my uh, starting 11 there. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any mm-hmm. players on the bench that you thought of or any players that you thought maybe I can quickly put them mm-hmm. in or I can bring mm-hmm. them on as my, if I have to make three substitutions? Yeah, um, I, I didn't make a list, but I, I definitely had people in mind. Um, I think kind of gave it away already, but I think Roy Keane would, would definitely be one of the guys coming off the bench, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the guys that you want on your team in a in a fight, and you know what I mean. When it comes down to like the last ten minutes of the game, you know what I mean. You're either up one or you're tied, and and you need to go for that goal. Um, yeah. And it just you know all tactics, everything goes out the window. It just turns into a straight dog fight. Um, I think I think Roy Keane's the the guy you want to be going in that with. Yeah. Um, uh, I would do another midfielder. I would do Iniesta. Um, <laughs> well, you have Leo, you have Shafi, you're just messing in yesterday. Yeah, you know what I mean? The, the combination, that trio just did some absolutely incredible things. Um, if you're a Spanish fan, don't you wish Messi was like a Spaniard? Oh, for, like, yeah. The national team. Holy crap. Imagine if, that. It, it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair. No. If Messi was Spanish, it, it would just be like, um, just give him, just give him the World Cup, give him the Euro. <laughs> <laughs> give them everything <laughs> just yeah just hand it over because the amount of quality players they have is ridiculous um so i guess uh yeah so keen iniesta um and i would probably go with ronaldinho he would be my uh my third guy um, very, very good. i want to see these teams yeah. face off each other i think having everyone at 99 <laughs> and trying to 
uh duke it out i think it'd be super cool oh yeah um how about yourself you uh i'd go uh maldini in the back end i think because maldini mm-hmm. can play left back and he can also hold if i need him into the midfield or you want to push um Cafu into the midfield because he's done that before mm-hmm. um i go Henri up front because i think Henri's back to the goal is just yeah terror as his, any his... invincibles fan it is terror <laughs> and his uh, feet like just knowing how fast he is just yeah. that thought alone just terrified back lines for sure yeah um and then i think in my midfields i would toss any of the brazilian players from the 1970 world cup like you can pick because they're all like number 10 players so socrates mm-hmm. adele tostal um who's the other guy up here uh jerzinho jerson like you can toss mm-hmm. so many of these players into this uh lineup but um i think sir bobby Charlton gets a nod for me into the midfield um just the I love the guy. I think mm-hmm. I think he means a lot to United fans. So there you go. I had two United fans mm-hmm. there, <laughs> but uh, Sir Bobby Charlton definitely gets a nod. Yeah, no, I, I can't argue with those. Those are all uh, world class players as well. Awesome, this buddy. Tough. This would be a tough game. Oh, I think it'd be fun. I think I get destroyed because I am not very good at FIFA, but uh, I'd give oh, it man. to. You would definitely beat me. I'm. I'm okay, well, we gotta set some. FIFA. We can set it up. We can practice and then t- go two on two against everyone else. <laughs> um all right buddy that does it for our extra time segment today as well as the show do you have any final thoughts uh before you sign off mm, yeah i mean just just thanks for having me i appreciate you uh you have me on here it was a good discussion um Absolutely. you know you could <laughs> clearly you could just talk for hours and hours and hours about uh yeah you know the greatest of all time started best starting 11 of all time but uh yeah no just uh just thank you i really appreciate it of course and i know you're you're on vacation for the next week or yes two? yeah next week or uh, two next two okay so we'll we'll try and get Braden back on for another episode in the next little while maybe in the new year maybe next two weeks we'll see how he and his schedule work out because you know family time first and then <laughs> and then touch line thoughts in second. Um, close second close second uh well my final thoughts are everyone stay safe out there um christmas shopping is about to start so please stay indoors and stay safe wear a goddamn mask do not be the person that makes it onto social media as the karen or the johns of the world please please put a mask on um i do not want to be not locked down where i am and i don't think anyone else does either so no most definitely not (laughs) all right so folks be sure to subscribe to the podcast give us a like or leave a rating you can follow us on twitter at touchline th you can follow me at irfan manji you can follow brayden on instagram at brayden culver that's correct yep that's correct follow him on instagram folks (laughs) um or, you know, bombard him on Instagram. Tell him <laughs> to get Twitter so you can add him. Um, uh, don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sport or check out GarageDoorSports.com. And don't forget to follow Shenzi Shack or Chef Sab on Instagram to place an order or view their menu. So, again, Braden, thank you so much for joining me. Great conversation. We will have you on very soon again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I look forward to having another discussion with you. Awesome, man. Thank <laughs> you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next match day. Cheers.